The Master. Proudly brought to you by Peter's Genetics. Every drip means quite a bit when it's from Peter's Genetics. Right, right, you're bloody well right. You got a bloody right to say. Right, you're bloody well right. You know you got a right to say. Welcome back to the Master. Jeff Grant joins us now, a man who's held many governance hats in rural New Zealand. These days he describes himself as a northern southern farmer and someone who I reckon is bloody well right on the political front. Good afternoon, Jeff. G'day, Row, and what a fantastic song. Uh, Super Tramp's my favourite, and Bloody Well Right was one of the few songs I ever heard. Oh, there we go. I was just saying in the intro, I really enjoyed them when they came to New Zealand as part of that summer concert series. Did you catch them at Gibston? No, no. I uh, uh, I saw them in Adelaide, of all places, when I was mm-hmm. working in South Australia at the ripe age of about 18 or 19. Nice, nice. Obviously, they would have been in their absolute prime then. Yes. Yeah. Not saying you're old or anything, JJ. Um, now, you have been doing the lambing beat when I called you this morning to tee up this interview. How did that go? Oh, look, I'm just uh, helping out the farm manager for a couple of days, and it was pretty short and sweet this morning. We're pretty well getting near the end of it, and uh had a reasonably good run with the weather. It looks like it's a bit colder this week, but uh, I think most, most farmers in Southland England would be pretty happy with the spring. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I was saying that on yesterday's show. I'm loving hosting the muster at the moment because, by and large, everyone has been happy with the weather, and you know that's half the battle. Well, it just makes it uh, makes it a bit more worthwhile, especially the growth rates. I think that uh, this spring would probably outshine the last four. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Well, hopefully this cold snap that's coming, starting to hit overnight tonight, doesn't really do much to dent that uh, growth rate. Hopefully it moves through pretty quickly. Jeff, yesterday I was speaking to Penny Sim- Simmons, Invercargill MP, about this jobs tax that Labor seem hell-bent on introducing, whereby you pay a percentage of your income tax, whether you're self-employed or not, and then it goes into a, a well, it's basically a tax that then sits there, and if you get made redundant, you get paid out. Where do you sit on this? It seems ridiculous in my mind. Look, I I think there's always been a problem with ACC being only for work-related accidents and then for people who are made uh, redundant or have a terminal illness has never seemed to be a program. But to, to this one just seems to me to be just another process to uh, effectively fill a gap which is not really there. I mean, I would understand if there was a high unemployment situation in New Zealand, but when when we're in a uh, difficulty of trying to find people for labour at the best of times, it just seems to me to be another bureaucracy developing a um, cost on employers. If you look at the difference now to where we were um, four or five years ago, where we've now had an increase of six days for 10, uh, bereavement and domestic violence leave capable up to 12 days. Uh, you know, between that and four weeks holiday, you've you effectively got two months of the year that an employee could theoretically have off. Why do you think Labor is so tone deaf when it comes to this policy, given the current economic situation with increased mortgage uh, interest rates, uh, increased rent, increased food prices, increased cost of living, uh, increased inflation, record low unemployment? Why are they so hell-bent on pushing this through? 
Um, look, I think you often see a philosophical bent between political parties and sometimes in the uh, second term especially they tend to want to get through what are philosophical uh, views that have existed within, a, say, a socialist government in this case. And so, you know, they persist in putting in these things and I just find it very frustrating because it is just an added cost. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, moving on to other matters at hand. Uh, how is Europe sitting at the moment? They've been through a tumultuous time. Uh, what are they doing in terms of food production? I know you wanted to chat about this. Oh, look, it, it, if you go back to 2009, um, the European Union, as part of a sort of overall strategy and food production, introduced what was known as uh, farm to fork. Yes. And uh, the whole concept of that was to get to a more sustainable position in terms of what they were doing. It's interesting that just over the last uh, six months as the Ukrainian-Russian war has continued to develop, uh, the two things that have come quite strong in Europe is food production and food security. So the whole sort of argument about organics and regenerative farming, etc., is just about turned on its Head is they try to work out how they're going to balance uh, the climate uh, sort of program that they've got along with uh, more sustainable 50% reduction in pesticides by 2030 and then at the same time not having the alternatives in terms of increasing food production. And so the debate has really just come to the top of the agenda on how to deal with... Uh, sustainability on one side but actually feeding the population on the other and the food security and the energy security argument seems to be coming to the top uh, which will be interesting because uh, that's where the big pressure has come for New Zealand exports has been around uh, the continued pressure uh, in terms of sustainability which has been sort of on the agenda here and I just you get a sense now that uh, Countries are scrambling to ensure they can feed their people rather than worry about uh, the more sort of sustainable argument. So I think we're going to start to see some pushback uh, and on that basis um, we'll see some relaxing of uh, current pressures around you know, things like meeting climate goals. It's a fine balance, isn't it? Because you've got to be actually aware of where people are coming from who are quite uh, fervent on this. But as you say, there's also the matter of actually feeding people and making sure people aren't hungry. Yeah, well, look, I've always been fascinated by this sort of whole argument about plant-based production. And uh, people sort of forget that 70% of the productive areas in the world can't actually grow arable crops because they're too steep. And so this ability to sort of switch completely to a plant-based sort of philosophy just will not feed 9 billion people. That's the reality. And so similarly, the Europeans have got this scramble at the moment where they're trying to reduce the pesticide, and they have been on a program since 2009, by 50%. But they've now started to come to a crunch point, and you're seeing this in the Netherlands where farmers have reacted quite yeah. strongly Good uh, on to them. the point the Minister of Agriculture has resigned, uh, where they're just saying, well, if we haven't got an alternative to the use of Roundup, as an example, currently in the market, how are we supposed to produce food? And so it, it, for, for the first time, the bureaucrats are starting to think, 
well, actually, we've now got a problem around food security. You can't have the people in the streets uh, demonstrating because of the lack of bread or the lack of um, carbohydrates of, or proteins. And so, therefore, they're now having to think about how do we get the production, but at the same time try and be sustainable. It is a challenging world we live in and uh, I think hopefully from Europe we might get a bit of a lead on this and hopefully it's enough for our uh, Labour government to uh, wake up and see some of the arguments coming through. Jeff Grant, appreciate your time on the muster today. I know you're all hands to the tools so I'll let you head back to the farm. Hope you enjoy being uh, out helping the farm manager for the next couple of days. Cheers, right. Catch you again. There we go. Jeff Grant there from Northern South. And up next, uh, we're going to find out where the South and rural real estate market is sitting. It continues uh, to perform well above its weight. We'll find out by just how much with Conrad Wilkshire from Property Brokers next.